Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode. With me today, I have Elisa. Hello. And myself, Pam, and we are here chatting about back to school. Dun, dun, dun. Are you ready? Are you feeling ready? No. Not even <laughs> <Me either>. at all. <laughs> well, I am. I shouldn't say that. I'm ready for them to go back to school, to start school. I'm ready to kind of start that chapter of our lives again, uh, but I'm not ready for the hamster wheel of getting up early and making lunches and making sure everybody's ready and getting them out the door on time like I've I've thoroughly enjoyed not having that on my plate for the last year I have very mixed feelings and emotions about it because my kids have been home for a year and a half and I'm really quite anxious about them going back to school I'm doing a really good job of not showing them how anxious I am though you are but they are feeling anxious as well, especially since my daughter, well, both of them, they're going to be starting at a new school, but my daughter is very apprehensive about that. She's nine. And so I feel like she understands a little bit more than my son does because he really only had half a year in JK before the shutdown happened. So he did SK online and, you know, he doesn't really have the experience of having multiple years in school and then being switched schools. Well, that's going to be a big step for, for your daughter. Um, I'm anxious to have the house to myself. That's what I'm anxious for. I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. Um, my guys aren't feeling as anxious about going back, but I don't know um, fully until they're back in either, though. I think that's going to be the big piece. And what we're going to be chatting about today is, is that entry back in. So for those of you who don't know, Elisa and I both kept our children home. Elisa did some homeschooling and some virtual schooling. I just did virtual schooling with my guys through their through their school. So them going back to school in September is, is essentially the first time they've been back since March of 2020, I guess. Right? Yeah, because yeah. we're 21. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. The days are just mushing all together to form yes. just one giant day. Yeah. So one of the first things I need to do to get us ready and back into school, and we do have a back to school uh, podcast. So we'll, we'll pop that in below in the, in the description below. We do have lots of tips about like getting back to school. But for us, I my first thing that I need to start working on and to, uh, next week makes two weeks or so before school so that's when I'm going to probably have to jump in as hard as it's going to be but starting with getting everybody up earlier a little bit earlier at least half an hour earlier than they're typically waking up now um, and that's going to help bring our bedtimes earlier and then that's going to help get us on track. Starting school is going to be tough enough and going from like an 8 30 bedtime and an 8 30 wake up to you know a 6 30 wake up I don't think anybody really wants to be doing that the first week of school on top of all of the school stress and everything else having super tired kids so my goal I need to try and get them onto somewhat close to their school schedule a couple of weeks before school actually starts so that's my first step in getting us ready yeah and I think for you it's 
getting yourself up, right? I know not long ago, (laughs) we were both kind of in the same boat where our kids would be up, but we wouldn't. Yes, we're older, right? Um, So my youngest is eight. Uh, I do a lot of uh, responsibility and independence from an early age. So yeah, my guys are, are still getting up early or getting up on their own in the morning. Yeah. My children are up at 6.30 on the dot. It was me. I was sleeping until 8.30 in the morning sometimes. But now I have a puppy and he wakes me up at (laughs) 6.45 on the dot every single morning. And I cannot just leave him in there because I don't want him peeing in his crate. The poor thing has gone all night without peeing. So I know he has to get up and he's like a toddler. So I can't leave him alone and go back to bed. I just can't do it. So I'm up. I am not. I have to start getting myself up. Another thing we're going to start practicing next week is making lunches again. Uh, Not myself. I'm not going to be practicing. I've had lots of practice with that. But my uh, guys, uh, again, putting some of that responsibility on their shoulders. So they'll be making their lunches. The girls always make their own lunch because they're, I I guess, so I will be grade 11. Alexa's going into grade seven. And then Anthony's going into grade four. And Oscar's going into grade three. So uh, my three and four, grade three and grade four are going to be uh, making most of their own lunches. So we're going to practice that next week. I kind of want to do a couple of days where, okay, guys, here, we're going to make your lunch and then put it in the fridge. And then that's your lunch for the day. So then that gives them an idea of like, oh, I'm going to need a little bit more. I'm not going to need as much as I thought. So that's going to give them a couple of days of practice. And then just like the idea of staying out of my kitchen. Kitchen's closed. Yep. And for those children who really do well with lists and visuals, like my children, I am going to put together some options for them. So like fruits, vegetables, and I'm going to list some and then they can kind of choose from those just to help them out a little bit to choose the vegetables and the fruits Mm -hmm. that they would like in their And then how many they're allowed of each. So like we need to have two or three containers of fruits two or three containers of vegetables, you know, one granola bar, if they're getting a granola bar or something, right? So like we have to put those limits because otherwise, well, my youngest would just pack all granola bars. Oh, same with (laughs) mine for sure. 100%. My daughter would be really great with like, okay, I'm going to pack all these fruits and all these vegetables. But man, I am not looking forward to that part. I just remember how stressful that was sometimes (laughs) for the last year and a half. If we were out of some type of food, all right, let's run to Subway. Like, yeah. I'll go into Subway and grab you a, a sub for lunch. Whereas I am going to have to be very organized to make sure that I have the food in the fridge that they can pack for their lunches. Yes. Yes. That's another big thing is, again, for my plate is making sure we're organized that I have enough for everybody to last us all of the lunches. So, yeah, back to going to the grocery store midweek for fresh fruits and veggies again and so little things like that but 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 then I'm also gonna get six hours in a house quiet to myself hopefully hopefully most days at least so the big piece that we really want to chat about today though is going to be that transition so Elisa and I again our kids haven't been in school uh, for a little while so we have to be mindful of how we're transitioning them in or back into that school setting and Even those children that were in school Mm -hmm. in person, they've been off for a very long time now as well. Because when did the school shut down? Yeah, that's true. eh? After Easter, wasn't it? Yeah, something something like like that. that. So it's been a while. 
<laughs> I mean, everything right now feels like it's been a while, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So that transition into school, even regardless of, you know, the last time they were in school, it's going to be a big piece. It's going to cause anxiety for some children. It's going to be exciting for some children. It's going to be exhausting for all of them. You know, and Elise and I have a different plan. So we're both going to kind of chat through our plans for getting them in and hopefully adjusted as quickly as possible. And again, if you're guys in JKSK, you know, even grade one, we do have, well, for all of our kids going back to school, we do have that episode, but we talk a lot about that transition too. And like not having to be in full day every day from the very beginning. Elise and I both have the capabilities of, of taking it slower if we need to, of being able to help our children adjust. My guys are pretty excited about going back. My boys are, I'm not worried about my girls. They're older, they're, they're quite into the swing of things back and forth. They're, there's some like, you know, some little, they're nervous here and there. Alexa's starting a new school. So there's a little bit of nerves there, uniforms, that kind of stuff. But she's she's with her friends. She's with her group. Yeah. Like she's settled, right? So she, even with a new school, she has that. And at that age, the friends trump everything right exactly 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 that social being back with them every day is going to be fantastic for her but the boys grade three grade four yeah so they haven't been in a little while they are quite excited my plan is we're just going to kind of jump in and see how it goes so we're going to start full day on the tuesday they're going to go for the full day Tuesday. And I'm going to just kind of evaluate as they're coming home, as they are like those conversations are happening. I have a feeling they'll probably do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday quite well. We may have to do a Friday afternoon. Okay, but guides, I'll come and get you Friday afternoon. We'll take, we'll just do a half day. Um, and, but I'm going to be taking it. I'm, I'm going to say this academics are super, super important, but so is their mental health. And if, you know, they're going to be jumping into school in a setting that they haven't been in, in, in a year and a half, if they're going to struggle with that, the academics, they'll catch up on that. I know that they're going to catch up on that. I can help them catch up on that. The school will help them catch up on that. But but that if they are really struggling getting into school, that could cause weeks and weeks and weeks of just chaos and, and, and upset and not a whole lot of learning anyways. So for me, the balance of, yes, they're in grade three and four, so maybe missing days isn't fantastic. But if they need a half day or if they need a Wednesday off and they do two days, Monday, Tuesday, and they need Thursday, Friday, and that gets them till the end of September and then come October, they're great to do five days a week. Then that was beyond worth it for me. Yeah. And for me, my children are quite anxious about the process. Um, my son less so than Ileana, my daughter. She's very anxious about going back to school. She is, you know, mentioning it to me on a regular basis that she's very scared to start a new school. So I'm taking that time now to talk her through that and to, you know, not minimize the stresses and the mm -hmm. anxieties that she's feeling, but listen to her and also be there to give her that balance with, yeah, you're going to be at a new school. You're also going to find friends really quickly. I just know it because she's a very social butterfly. But I also don't want to just like, oh, don't stress about it. You're going to meet friends really quickly. I want to mm -hmm. listen to her feelings and I want to be there to support that. And so for her, one of the big things is 
it has helped her tremendously to know that I have told both of my kids that for the first three days of school, they're only going to go half days. And you could just see the weight lifted off of her shoulders right away as soon as I said that. So it's like, okay, you only, you know, you're only going to be there for a few hours, then I'm going to come pick you up. Mm-hmm. And they know my plan for those first few days. So for me, my plan is this, the first two to three days, they're going to go half days. And I'm going to assess from there and see how they're doing. If they need to take the next day off, then they can take the next day off. And I'll just, you know, keep them home. If they're doing fine, then I might send them for another half day or full day, depending on how they're doing. And then the following week, I was going to do the first day back after the weekend would be a half day. And then they would go for three full days. And then maybe I would take them back on the Friday and keep them home on the Friday. So this is my plan in my mind. It is going to be adjusted depending on how they're doing. So I'm going to see how well they're adjusting. If they're so anxious still and things aren't going great, well, then I'm going to keep it like that. I'm still going to send them. And then the week after that, I'm going to send them full days, but I'm going to maybe the first the Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to meet them for lunch so that they have me there as kind of like a break in the day. Mm -hmm. And then they go back and then they get to come home and I might pick them up just a little bit earlier, depending on how they're doing. So the big thing here is that they don't know my long-term plan. They only know that the first few days are going to be half days for them because I don't want to tell them that you're going to take the Friday off and you're, you know, yes. maybe the next week we'll take two days off. I don't want to tell them that because then that's, what's going to be in their mind and they're going to stick with that. Whereas if I don't tell them, then they don't really know, but I will let them know what the expectation is for the rest of the week after I have evaluated how they're doing so that they know. And for my daughter, this is absolutely huge. She does not do well with not knowing what to expect. So in every situation that I give her, I always try to let her know a little bit of those expectations. Of course, there are going to be things that we don't know. You Mm -hmm. know, there are always things in life that are unknown to us. And so I'm helping her through those things as well. But when I can let her know what to expect, I always try to. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because we chat about, you know, our two and three and four year olds who like that strive for control and they just need that control and having those visuals of what to expect in their day to day. But then you also need to, especially as they get older, but you also need to really know your child because, you know, as Elisa said, had she, if she told them their plan and things were going really well and she was like, hey, week two, you guys could be in full day. And they're like, no, you said we had two days off. We're not going. Right. So now we're causing these like, oh, you know, these big changes in plans where they were expecting to have those days off. So I like that the the kind of taking it in, evaluating, seeing how they're doing. And this is the thing I think that we need to really keep in mind is every child is going to be different and every child is going to need something different. So being flexible, again, if you can, 
but being flexible, even in that first week that if things were really not going well, hey, today's only a half day. Did you know that? It's a surprise half day and give them that break. I don't know. I feel like it's like us being thrown into a new job. You know, yes, we get, we go in and that, that first day is like, it may only be six or seven or eight hours, but it can feel like 14, 15, 16 hours just because it's so much and you're taking in so much. Whereas if you knew you had that first week where the first day you only did a few hours and then the second day you did a few more, it feels like it, it's just a little more manageable, especially if you are already anxious. So knowing your child is going to be really important when it comes to this kind of stuff. But also just if you can, if you have the opportunity or if it's feasible for your family to be able to do, be flexible with hey, it's not going so well. I've done it, you know, when Anthony started kindergarten, he did the first week phenomenally. Like he did fantastic, but but then by the second week, he, it kind of hit a downhill, kind of went down a little bit. So we did some half days. And then by third week, we were back on track again. So sometimes it's just needing that half day or just needing that, that one day off. And then that's enough to propel them through the rest of the week and then get them on board for week three, four, five of being able to go full day every day. Now let's talk about, those children who have been out of school for a while, mask wearing, I don't know about your children, Mm. but for mine, it's like, they don't want to, you know, that's one of the factors why they don't want to go back to in-person school is because they're going to have to wear masks all day, every day. And I know that they're going to adjust. They are going to get used Mm -hmm. to it. It's going to be an adjustment period, but they will adjust quickly with their peers around them. And being able to socialize, I think that's going to trump everything once it comes down (laughs) to it. But one thing that I am going to do as of next week is practicing wearing masks in the house for, you know, maybe a couple of hours and then build on that and wear masks for a little bit more frequently than they are used to right now. Well, and funny enough, because we had this conversation, Lisa and I, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, no, my kids don't really mind about wearing the mask. Like the boys don't, aren't, it's not that big of a deal. Not worried about the girls. Um, and then now though, we've actually, the last couple of weeks, we've started taking them out more. Funniest thing. Uh, we went to Sobeys and Oscar was like, this is like such a fun adventure. I haven't been I to Sobeys in over a year. What happened to the Tim Hortons? Oh my goodness. Did you see they changed this? Like it was, it was like just the funniest thing because they were over the moon with just being out and about. The smallest things. Seriously. And like, but I had to do a lot of reminders of like, hey guys, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it looks like you haven't been out of the house in over a year. <laughs> um. So yeah, so it was very exciting to get out, but Oscar wears glasses and he is not. So we do have the ones that have the metal, like the whatever that on the top of the mask so you can pinch it. So it helps but it's, he's not loving it. And the the more we've been going out and the longer he's been wearing his masks, he's like, are we almost done? Are we almost, get me out of here. I need to take a big breath. So like, he's not loving it. So I do, we're going to be doing more of that as well. Getting out more, more time with our masks on just, cause you know, the five minutes to the, to the, up the elevator to my aunts or the, you know, the four minutes that even then, like I, they haven't been in stores and stuff. So they just haven't been wearing masks a whole lot. They don't really leave a whole lot. Um, so yeah, now that they've had to wear it for, you know, an hour, two hours, I think it was like two and a bit hours yesterday, Oscar was like, I am done with this. I'm not, I'm supposed to do this a whole day. And I'm like, yeah, but you'll get used to it. <laughs> like, it's hard. I know. And you do once they're sitting and eating, they can take their mask off. So that's good. And so far they're saying not for outside. So we'll see that'll change. But like you said, Elisa, 
they are going to get used to it. Being with their friends is totally going to trump all of it, but it's a piece that for some of our children is like, nope, I'm not going to school. I'm not wearing my mask all day. Like that's not doing it. Um, So getting them used to it, you know, it's not that bad if we can help them through that and, and see that, you know, it's a couple of hours and then you have your break for lunch and then it's a couple of hours. Now here's the other piece of this, the illness. Oh, how sick are our children going to be for the first year back? Like, I am mm-hmm. terrified about that. Now, I do know that last year with children being in school in person, it mm-hmm. wasn't as bad for illnesses, I guess, maybe. Masks. They're wearing masks. Washing their hands. Yeah. Sanitizing everything and all this, the time. And because the sick policies are that much more. Yes. Um, intense right so but one of the things that I have to plan for myself is how much time I'm going to have to take off and Mm -hmm. already these are conversations that I'm having with my husband because usually when they're sick I'm the one who stays home but this Mm -hmm. year like if it's going to happen all the time I'm not doing it on my own so I've had to you know I have to have this conversation with him about balancing those sick days and making sure that we're both taking the time and it's not just me Mm -hmm. because it's draining I mean it's draining you're and typically when they're sick you're up with them all night and then you have a sick child all day and then you're up with them again all night and then you know we still have a business and things that we need to get done as well and so it, it can be very taxing so yeah having a plan chatting with your partner Um, if that's available, who's going to be able to do, especially those first few months while their immune systems, like my boys haven't really been in school and, um, they do have like little friends that they play with, but like, they haven't really been exposed to a whole lot of germs, I would say. Um, so yeah, the first couple of months I'm anticipating more calls, more frequent calls of like, Hey, can you come pick up so-and-so or Hey, can you, this one's not feeling well type thing. And if you... If you are a single parent or let's say you don't have extra support that you can call on to help you, then maybe even having a conversation with your employer and Mm -hmm. making sure that they know that this might be a stressful time because, you know, your child might be home from school a little bit more frequently than they usually would. So having that open conversation and getting a plan together with them even Mm -hmm. or figuring out if there are people that you can find to come into your home if needed. I know sometimes there are nannies that you can find that can come in just for that day. I don't know how things are working with COVID right now, Mm -hmm. but just something to think about and something to kind of see if there are other options so that you can get that plan together on what's going to happen if... Because that's stressful. Yeah, it is. It's stressful if you have things planned and then and then we have to rearrange things or you have to try and find somebody else and all of that stuff comes into play um, when when that happens. And it is part part of having children and part of having sick children um, is is that kind of rearrangement. But it's super stressful. Like it. Yeah, it is. Especially if it's only on your shoulders like that gets even more stressful. And right now we're just we're in we're living in a time that you can't really like there's so much time that you might need to take off so yes it's a part of that parenting but none of us knew that we were going to be parenting during (laughs) a time where a runny nose meant you have to be off of school 
for potentially yeah. seven days, right? Yeah, no, it uh, it definitely is unique times for sure. So hopefully, knock on wood, that um, the masks and the hand washing and the sanitizing helps their immune systems. I mean, whether it's in September or if they take the masks and stuff in the spring, their immune systems are going to get knocked. But hopefully we're able to manage. Oof. It's been, I do need to say, it's been really nice this last year of like, I, I've had like a memory pop up from even in the group, all things sleep and parenting on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, come and join us. Um, but a memory had popped up saying, or, or something had popped up saying how like, oh, so exhausted, you know, kids being sick, it's the third one in a row. And I just blah, 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 it was something like that. And I was just like, man, we have not had to deal with so much of that stuff over the last year. We've dealt with other stuff, which, uh, definitely took took over but uh that was really kind of a nice little break not having to deal with all those illnesses again it was nice now when you do the drop-offs on those first few days especially if your children are feeling anxious they've been out of school for a while you want to make sure that you take a little bit of time in the morning to Mm -hmm. connect with them we do have that podcast all about the best times to connect throughout the day to shape that behavior, but with anxiety for drop-offs, um, letting them offload a little bit before they even go to school. So you might find that they're having a hard time getting ready in the morning because they're anxious about going to school. They might have lots of feelings that are coming out here and there. So knowing that those first few days, maybe even week, maybe two weeks, you might need to be taking a little bit of extra time and getting up maybe a little earlier Mm -hmm. to prep them for school and being there to listen to the offloading when it does need to happen so that you are listening to their feelings and then that's going to help alleviate some of that anxiety because they've been able to get that off of their chest when you do the drop off be sure that you aren't sticking around for too long Mm -hmm. so there's a balance between letting them offload once more in the parking lot of school or before they go onto the bus or whatever. But after that, you want them to go in and then you just do that quick drop off after you let them offload a little bit so that it's not like you're standing there for 15 minutes and they've half gone in and then they come back for more hugs and kisses and then they're going back in but then they come back for more hugs and kisses because what that does is it prolongs the anxiety Mm -hmm. it prolongs that drop off which doesn't help them in the long run so let them offload before take that extra time and then once it's time to go in it's time to go in and they and you just leave I know that that's the hardest thing to do because you're leaving as your child is upset And it's so difficult as a parent to watch that. And, you know, then you're thinking about what they're going to be like all day, but it's best for them in the long run if that's what you do. And you just kind of let the principal take them in or let the teacher Mm -hmm. take them in from there. And then they will take care of them from that point forward. And that's when for my children, I know that the half day is going to make a difference because they're going to be there for a few hours and then I'm going to pick them up and they'll be able to be at home. And, you know, they, they're adjusting in a short period of time being at school rather than the whole entire day for at first, but for some children, it's best to just send them for the whole day. So it really depends on your child. Mm -hmm. Like Pam mentioned a little while ago, 
know your child and what is working going to work best for them yeah and if you're not sure that's always something that we can have a conversation about we can help you figure out if you know jumping in or uh, taking that slower approach is going to be best restfulparenting.com we have a free 15 minute call um so yeah hit us up there for sure but it, it is it's knowing your child and it's you know being able to balance what you can and can't do based on your schedule and I just wanted to chat um Elisa just as you were saying the the offloading before so say you're dropping off your little one I just kind of wanted to give a picture of that would look like so you're dropping off your child you're in the parking lot and they're really upset. So that's where you would take those couple of minutes in the car, allow them to offload like that, get out of the car, get their school bag, you know, get down to their level. And that's where I would do like a good one or two minute, like deep pressure hug, buddy, you've got this. I am here. I will be here at the, you know, at lunchtime, I'll be here at the end of the day. I love you. I know that this is really hard. I'm here for you. Give them that great big hug, you know, give them that two minutes or so walk them to the principal hug kiss and then walk um and then that's that like kind of that dropping off and and making that nice and and clear for them but allowing that offload like lisa said is like especially if you're dropping off that's where it would be for us would be in the car i'd give them those few minutes in the car and then we would get out great big hugs 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 bring them to the teacher waiting at the door hug kiss and then go and that's going to be it's emotional piece for all everybody getting dropped off for for school regardless if it's jksk you know sometimes like with alexa starting a new school there's and she's going to be walking and she's in uniforms and there's all these new things that you know bring up anxiety but the more like we've said the more we talk about things uh, the things they're going to be doing in class, the friends they're going to meet, that kind of stuff, that the more they know what to expect, especially your anxious ones, what to expect, what the school bus is going to sound like, what the classroom is going to look like. Ooh, do you think you're going to have your name on your cubby and for your shoes? Like little things like that, that you can just kind of, hmm, and then maybe you're looking at pictures of like different cubbies that they have in kindergarten or in grade one classes, right? So asking them if they've been in any of their bigger classes, ooh, are you going to be on the other side of the school now so just like having those conversations is your playground going to change are you going to be with new friends outside asking questions and and getting them talking can sometimes do a lot to reduce anxiety as well well I don't know if I'm feeling any better about them starting but I'm glad we got to chit chat about that Elisa yes if you're feeling anxious it's never going to take the anxiety away altogether but just having a plan can help a little bit and as an adult and as their mom, I am going to have to go through those different levels of anxiety, mm-hmm. those different feelings that I have to go through before they start as well. As I said, I'm trying to not portray my anxiety, but I'm trying to validate my daughter's feelings of starting at a new school. But for me, I need to have that listening person, Pam, sorry, (laughs) but that's you. Um, I have to have that person that I can talk to when I'm having those feelings so that I'm able to offload my own feelings. And then in turn, I can help my children a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Yeah, Lisa and I talk, I mean, Lisa and I talk on the phone every day, um, but this is a lot of the stuff that we were kind of bouncing things off of. And even this, like before Rook sitting down to record, you know, we, we talked about our back to school plans last week, and then we talked about them three weeks ago. And like, you know, things kind of we back and forth and we chit chat through those things. And as anxieties come up, 
yeah, having, having somebody to talk to not in front of the children is a really, is super helpful. I mean, for everything in parenting, the amount of stuff I offload on you, Lisa, is it's, it's back and forth because that's what we need, right? We need to be able to have that person to bounce some stuff off of. Exactly. With big steps like this. So we're going to, I think we'll come back maybe September, October, and we'll chat about the back to school and how things have been going and that kind of stuff. We may, we may need to just offload with you guys about the back and forth and um, maybe how hard it's been or just even some of the, you know, emotional ups and downs. But I think we'll come back and chat a little bit more once they start, see how everybody has kind of gone into transition. I know some of our American families are already back in school. So if you guys have any comments, we'd love to hear if you guys have done anything uh, to help your children, if you've taken kind of more of that fluid approach to starting at school or if your guys just jumped right in and it wasn't an issue so come and join us wrestle parenting all things sleep and parenting on facebook and uh request to join the group and come and chat we'd love to hear what you have to say and how school's going for you guys thanks for joining us and we will see you next week thanks for joining us on today's episode we so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.